Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into the final Blue White Illustrated BWI Daily Recruiting Show episode before spring practice begins. I'm Greg Pickle, Ryan Snyder, the, all, the expert of all things recruiting at Blue White Illustrated, and of course with our team at On3, here to talk a little bit about a lot of bit of everything. There are visits starting here at Penn State <laughs> during the quiet period. Ryan has been going through a rundown of hot boards with names to know at each position in the senior class. Ryan? We survived, and I believe you referred to it as an extended dead period for Penn State because of spring break and how that fell on the calendar with the start of March. But we're here. Penn State has had its first visitor on campus. And for fans out there that maybe don't follow recruiting as closely or follow the team stuff more so, uh, we're about to get busy on this front. There's no question about it. Things are heating up across the country in terms of visits and things like that. And Penn State's about to get in the mix. Yeah, it should be a busy weekend, man. Uh, people have been pointing towards March 19th for a little while now. Don't have a list together yet. We'll uh, we'll go over that a little bit later in the week. But, uh, you know, definitely uh, things are picking up for sure, obviously. We'll get into uh, yesterday's visitor here in a little bit. But a uh, couple other things to hit on. Uh, I think I think we should start probably with, with summer football camps. That was uh, announced. We had a story on it Monday. And uh, what what stood out to me is a couple couple things. One, uh, right now there's seven camps confirmed, which is which that's all normal. We, we've seen that in the past. Uh, but but there's two two big things that kind of stood out to me, and that's that's the first thing is that they're going to have two Wednesday camps this year, and and that's that's new. Uh, we've never seen midweek camps at Penn State. Other schools have had success with that, but other schools aren't located in State College either. So I'll be interested to see the attendance they get for that. Uh, obviously they have they've I mean I think they've been thinking about this for a while now because it, it works out well if they can make a Wednesday camp work because of how many kids they have on campus visiting uh, you know during Saturdays and Sundays throughout June so I think that this has been something they've been wanting to do but they're worried about it just because again you know that there's not a ton of talent uh, directly in central Pennsylvania and and you know to get guys from Maryland Baltimore Maryland Baltimore Maryland Philadelphia Pittsburgh, uh, New Jersey, you know, to, to get that talent uh, for, throughout the region, that's that's a lot harder to do on a Wednesday in June. So I'll be curious to see how those two things work out. But that that really stood out to me. And uh, the, the other thing, too, is in uh, your mind, to, hey, real quick, before we move on uh, in your mind, worth the risk that that brings with it, because obviously you only get for those who don't, don't know, you only get so many camp dates uh, just in your mind. I mean, you've seen it at other schools, but obviously location is always going to be a factor for Penn State. Is it worth a shot? To me, it is. I mean, I think if you if you look around the country and see something that's working elsewhere and you want to give it a shot, I don't see any issue with that. If you're Penn State, they know what issues they're dealing with here. But. Yeah, I, to me, I think, why not give it a shot? But I'm just curious to see your reaction to that. Obviously, it was a standout thing for you. I don't know the answer to that, and that's that's kind of what we're going to figure out. Uh, is it worth the risk 
it might backfire on them. I mean, it works really right. well for Ohio State. They've had multiple midweek camps, but it's a lot easier to get to Columbus, Ohio, than it is to State College, Pennsylvania. So, I mean, that really grabbed my attention, the fact that they were doing that. And obviously there's a reason because they have felt, and I know, I mean, in, in especially before the pandemic, but they, they have felt for a while uh, that, you know, when, when you're trying to host a dozen official visitors and then, oh, by the way, you got 600 kids coming in, not 600, usually lists are like two to 300 uh, visitors, you know, two, two to 300 campers that same Saturday, you know, you really stretch your staff and, and you're, you're maybe not giving those official visitors who are incredibly important uh, the, the attention that they maybe they thought they would be getting, uh, you know, when they flew up here from Florida or wherever. So, I mean, there's there's a reason they're doing it. And obviously, yeah, I mean, the fact that they said it, they, they probably think it's worth the risk. Right. But Right. I think that's just one of those things that only time will tell. I mean, like I said, we've seen this work at Ohio State and a few other schools, but right now Penn State and Ohio State aren't exactly one what I consider on equal footing when it comes to stature and, and recruiting uh, prowess across the country. Uh, and then, uh, again, just State College compared to Columbus are two different things. So we'll find out. Uh, but, but then, like I was going to get into, there's two seven-on-seven camps too. And that really stands out to me because I, I feel like the seven-on-seven camps, we get – I mean, I get a ton out of that. And, and I think Penn State gets a lot out of that, too, just because of how many teams they're able to get on campus. And then, of course, when guys are on campus in, in a camp setting, which is considered a camp, uh, Penn State's allowed to pull them to the side, you know, work them out during lunch and things like that. So they're able to just get a massive pool of players on campus. And, of course, they're they're going for elite schools to come for this. I mean, in previous years, we've seen the, the Mathas, the Life Christians, uh, the Emateps. Uh, the Gonzagas, the Councils, you know, a lot of those teams that they pull from, uh, they, they've all come up for for these seven on seven tournaments. Now, the last time they did, they did do this once before with two camps. Uh, one was in, excuse me, it was in 2019 before the pandemic. And one of those seven on sevens was like drastically, drastically uh, smaller or less talented, I guess you would say, than the other. It was kind of like there was an A massive tournament and then like a B tournament. Uh, I forget if it was early or late, which one was which, but uh, well, I'll just be curious to see how that, that plays out, but they've had a lot of success with this tournament. And I think it's, it's grown in respect, uh, especially because, you know, the seven on seven scene is so heavy on all-star teams now and getting, you know, your all-star team together. And, you know, with this, it's pretty much just high schools. I, I believe, I mean, I think maybe like one or two, you know, kind of all-star teams participate, but for the most part, it's all high schools. And I think high school right. coaches, who are vastly important in, in in the recruiting process, they really like that. Uh, they really like that, hey, we're going to actually get our team together for the fall uh, up here to, to work on some things. So I think it's good from a – not a PR perspective, but a relationship perspective with high school coaches. Uh, and then, again, just a massive pool of players that they're able to get. Uh, it, it's It's been very good for them. But those two camps are going to be on Fridays. I haven't ran through the actual list. Let me actually run through the list here. Uh, we know uh, the, lead, the lead showcase one will be June 5th. Uh, so that's a Sunday uh, that and that'll start it. And then we have uh, the line strong seven on seven on fr uh, Friday, June 10th. Uh, we'll take a break then on Saturday and then Sunday we'll have another one elite showcase two. Then there's, then there's that first Wednesday camp. So that's uh, June 15th. Then they take the whole week off. Uh, then uh, another uh, Wednesday for June 22nd and then one final uh, seven on seven then for June 24th. And then of course they always have one camp in July, uh, after the July dead period ends, and that will be July 29th. So we know the whiteout camp will be in there as well. Uh, Penn State doesn't put that out there right away just because they try to keep that as a select camp uh, for, for premier players. And every camp has to be open to the public. So they don't put that one up there 
uh, in March because they don't want it to fill up. Well, they, you know, they want to keep it to elite players. So that, that'll get listed later in the year. Uh, I've already kind of put it on message boards on when we expect that to be, and we'll, we'll leave it at that. But um, yeah, it should be, should be an interesting year, man, for, for camps. And, and I, I expect us to have access to them, uh, which is nice because we only had access to the seven on seven last year, which, which would be great, man. Cause we missed that access the last couple of years. No doubt about it. Yes. And Penn state, as you mentioned, gets a lot out of the seven on sevens. They also get a lot out of these camps. And so we're looking forward to those. And I think it's interesting that those two seven on sevens are like two weeks apart. So I'm assuming I haven't looked at the schedule across the region yet, but part of me wonders too what other things are going on uh, on either one or both of those weekends that might kind of help in that realm you're talking about of things getting split up and teams coming one week and maybe other teams can't make it that week, but they'll be there another week. Mm -hmm. Cause you're right. I mean, that event brings so much talent to Penn state and it's not just scholarship guys. To your point about, I think it's really important to high school teams coming, you know, they get a chance to maybe see some walk on caliber players that maybe can put themselves on the radar with good senior seasons as well. You know, it's about not just the scholarship guys, obviously those are the ones everyone's going to read about, talk about what have you, but there are some walk on players that are on Penn state's roster. that certainly I think were, given the opportunity, at least in part, they've earned it uh, on the field with pads on. But I don't think there's any question that they probably, some of them at least, got on the radar based on their high school work uh, at these seven-on-seven camps. So there's a lot of value in them for Penn State. Having two makes sense. And to your point, it's yet another sign, just the number of camps and the way they're spread out and everything, of things in the recruiting world getting a bit back to normal. Mm -hmm. One last thing I'll note here, too, is that like when I when I look over this calendar, right, and I don't see anything for June 17th to the 19th, that tells me that's probably gonna be the biggest official visit weekend for Penn State. Like I already know Alex Birchmeyer is going to be up here this weekend. So, OK, we got arguably their best commitment already, you know, scheduled for that weekend. And there's no camps that weekend either. So what's that say to me? It says that that's going to be. Right the weekend to try and get elite players on campus. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Now that I said that it'll probably end up being June 11th, but uh, that that's just right. how it, that's what grabs my attention when I see that. No doubt. All right, let's get into a guy who was just on campus on Monday, Cam Leonard, a Penn State defensive line target was in town. The first guy, if I'm not mistaken, to visit here during the March quiet period. Ryan, you got the chance to catch up with him. What do you learn? He's a multi-time visitor to Penn State, but I'm pretty sure this was his first time this year. Uh, he was last one on campus, I believe, in October. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say I'm probably the first. Well, look, I mean, he's up here because he has friends here right he has relationships here and that's really what he's up here to see them and because of that you know he was able to come up and uh he's actually here today and he's going to be here through wednesday as well so uh, that's the main reason he's up here but because he's up here um you know he's going to spend time with the coaching staff and that's really what he got out of monday uh spending time with manny diaz and and you know going through facility updates stuff like that that's really kind of the stuff that he was uh highlighting i guess uh you know when we when we spoke about that but uh the main thing is really he's up here to to hang out with and with some friends he knows and that's and they, hey that's a good thing right because he's gonna right. get he's gonna get the penn state experience away from football and you know spending two three days on campus like for me yeah and i know i'm not an athlete right but i went to penn state well big reason was because i had older friends who went to penn state and i got to come up here when i was a a junior and a senior and, and hang out with them when i was in high school and you know that was I think I think a lot of people who get to come up here and get that experience and get around that stuff, uh, you know, usually only bodes well for Penn State. Right. So just getting, 
you getting to see everything outside of football is a good thing. And like I said, he's here today, which is Tuesday, March 19th. He's here tomorrow. And then actually tomorrow he'll drive out to Notre Dame as well uh, and visit Notre Dame on Thursday. So that stands out. Notre Dame hasn't offered yet. Uh, we'll, we'll see what they do. Uh, to circle back, though, with Leonard, like what I'm really trying to figure out is where he's at on Penn State's board because a while back I thought, yeah, this is a guy that makes complete sense uh, to, to end up here. But as their board has grown and the fact that he's just a tweener, like he's a really – I think he's a good player, but – his, he's not quite like long enough for what they want for defensive end. And he's a good athlete, but like, you know, they want those super athletes as outside linebackers, just like, again, he's a tweener, you know? So like, just kind of, how does that impact him? Uh, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I still think there's a good chance he could end up at Penn state, but when I also consider how much interest he has in Michigan state and that growing relationship. And to me, from the outside looking in, it looks like Michigan state's pushing pretty hard. Uh, you know, that I think I think the Spartans will be a, a real competitor there. So let's see how it plays out. I'm sure he'll get back here again. And, uh, you know, like everything, only time will really tell. But uh, this was his fourth visit, I believe, to Penn State. So, I mean, that's a good sign. Uh, but again, you know, he has he has people here that he wants to see. So uh, that that's a big part in why he's been up here as much as he has. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No question. So that's a name to keep an eye on. If you're interested in more of Penn State's defensive line situation, visit us at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Ryan's now going through his defense recruiting hot boards for the class of 2023. Uh, you can sign up for $1 for one year of access to Blue White Illustrated and get insight on those. Visitor info before it's on social media. So much more. Uh, join us at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. And thanks, of course, for sticking with us here on the Blue White Illustrated. It's the BWI Daily Recruiting Show here on Tuesday. It's March 15th, by the way. Uh, it's not yet March 19th. So just to in case any listeners had good ears and caught Did that. I say 19th? Uh, yeah, Tuesday, March 19th. Yes. Oh, sorry. No, I, well, I literally just looked at the thing in my corner and said, <laughs> thought I said March 15th. Anyway, I'm out of it today, man. I got a little sleep last night. So let's move on to Hopwards. Moving on to Hopwards. We're going to start with the position that Penn State fans and really uh, fans of every school and recruiting love to talk about probably more than any other one. Let's start in the quarterback room. Mike Yurcich obviously signed two quarterbacks in the last class for Penn State. What is the outlook here at this point? Let's just dive right into that Hopboard, that position group as we sit here mm -hmm. in March. Yeah, it's J.J. Cole and Marcus Stokes, in my opinion. I'm, I'm kind of jumping off. The, I've been jumping off the Dante Moore train for a little while now. I just don't – I don't see it happening, to, to be yeah. honest with you guys. So, uh, I'm watching I'm watching more uh, – or, excuse me, I'm watching Cole uh, to get up here for a visit. And I think if, if Cole gets up here in the next couple of weeks, uh, it should bode well for, for Penn State's chances because I, I think Iowa State right now is probably the team to beat for sure. But uh, – you know, Penn State kind of feels like that one team that could maybe throw them off. And and he has been here before. He camped with the staff previously. So, uh, you know, Yurchis has gotten a good look at him. And of course, Yurchis then went out to see him. I believe it was, uh, you know, November or January, one of those uh, visit or December, excuse me. Uh, it was, when was it? November, or January, November? I forget. Anyway, I think he went out to see him at some point, bro. Right. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what it is. That's it all runs together but, at times, uh, yes. It does, yeah. There's a lot uh, a lot of visit periods. But anyway, he's been out there. He's seen him throw multiple times in person. That, that's kind of what I'm getting at here. So he, he knows what he brings uh, as an athlete. And, uh, you know, I think I think for Cole's size, I mean, he's like a legit, I think like legit 6'5", 6'6". Uh, I think he moves pretty well. And I think I think one thing we're really kind of seeing is I think Yurchis is kind of getting away from the scrambling quarterback a little bit uh, and, and kind of looking for more of a, of a true passer back there. You know, somebody who can move, don't get me wrong. Everybody needs someone who can move in college football today, but definitely pass first. And I, I think that's a big reason why Penn State has kind of moved on a little bit from Jaden Rashada uh, because he's he's very – he runs a lot, you know, to, to put it bluntly, and uh, not not always one of those guys who sits back there and, you know, is always trying to, to throw the ball, well, you know, first and foremost. So – We'll see what happens with Cole, but you know Marcus Stokes is blowing up too uh, from Ponte Vedra Beach. Uh, was it Ponte Vedra Beach uh, in Florida? Yep. You know he he just went to Miami this past week. Florida's coming on hard. Just be kind of curious to see how his recruitment keeps going. Uh, Stokes, of course, has already been here. Uh, he he visited in January, so um, yeah, just just kind of just keeping an eye on these two, man. The, the next one to visit, I expect to be Cole, and I would expect that to be probably in early April. Maybe we can, maybe he can get on campus here in, in late March, but uh, definitely an Iowa State, uh, Penn State battle, I think, or I think Penn State's the one school that can knock him off. Put it that way. I mean, he's talking about Minnesota too, uh, but but my money would be on Penn State if if he's not going to end up at Iowa State. So I think this visits will, will really be what determines that. Yeah, it's interesting because this board definitely looks, I think, a good bit different than what it did uh, six months ago, a year ago. No question about it, which is kind of the fun part of recruiting, right? I mean, these things can change in so many ways for so many reasons. But yeah, to your point about maybe Yersitz changing a little bit of what he's looking for, I think it makes sense. You know, look, I think we all understand and can agree that you need someone who can run uh, at least a little bit in this day and age of football. But at the same time, you endlessly are opening yourself up to injury, as we've seen at Penn State over the years. So uh, it certainly makes sense. Let's move on now to running backs, where, again, Penn State has signed two tremendous players who are both on campus in Nick Singleton and Catron Allen last year. Number one, tell me if you think that's going to impact their chances with some guys this year. And then number two, one of these guys already has an official visit set, but where does the rest of this board stand at this point? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like quarterback. Usually, running back. I mean, I mean, look at my. I mean, Penn State's consistently right. signed some pretty good players, right? So it hasn't it hasn't hurt Penn State too much. But you know, every player is different too. That's one thing I always stress is that it's never right. black and white in recruiting. It's always gray. So uh, to me, it's London Montgomery and and Trayon Webb, and I think those two are clearly. Uh, the ones that I am focused on the most right now. And and I, I would keep Mark Fletcher. Uh, Mark Fletcher's from American Heritage down in Florida. And Dalen Smothers, he's from Charlotte. I keep them on the board still. But but really, it feels like London Montgomery, who, of course, is from Scranton, they just offered a couple weeks ago. I have him definitely um, circled right now as, as a player to keep a close eye on. And then Webb, Webb as well, of course, he has an official visit uh, set to Penn State for June. What is it? I believe he, I believe he's coming June 11th. Uh, so that that was those are, like I said, the two weekends that really stand out to me when I look at that camp calendar, uh, June 11 and 12 and then June 17th and the 19th. Um, but but yeah, he's coming the 11th and 12th. He's got a couple others set up. Baylor's going to get him on campus June 3rd to the 5th. Uh, South Carolina, June 24th to the 26th and Arkansas June 17th to the 19th. So uh, good, good position to get uh, their official visit set with Webb. But, you know, Webb is taking so many visits. I mean, I believe he's at South Carolina today, March 15th, uh, to get that correct. But, uh, 
Did we yeah, ever figure just, out? All if, over the place. Yeah. Did we ever Go figure ahead. out about his? Isn't it like four visits and or two visits in four days, something like that, with yeah. him in South Carolina? No, I, I, I don't cover South Carolina, so I didn't ask about it. I should reach out to Chris Clark though, uh, who who does cover South Carolina for us, and and figure out what that was all about. But uh, yeah, I guess he's supposed to be coming back there uh, this weekend. Or at least he was. You know, I don't know if things have changed here in the last couple of weeks, but uh, right. Yeah, he's he's in South Carolina today though, and and you know he's he's visited a lot of schools, and you know because of so many visits he's taken to so many schools. It's hard for me from the outside looking in to to really get a feel for him. And then, you know, he's good. He's good with the media, too. I mean, he speaks with everybody, but he's also good from the perspective of he knows the right things to say. You know, everybody's still in the mix. I like uh, X school, and Y school and Z school. And um, there's not really been a player that I feel like I have a good feel for. Uh, I know I think Penn State's going to be in the mix. Yes. But uh, I wouldn't say Penn State's like a favorite for anything like that. Top three, probably. But from there, anyone's guess at the moment. So when, because of that. You know, London Montgomery, and I think I had something to do with maybe when they offered London when they did, uh, really kind of makes the most sense here. He's he's wanted this Penn State offer for a long time. I expect him to get back to Penn State here probably in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, of course, he's been here a couple of times already. But, you know, now he has this offer, those kind of visits get taken to a whole different level. So uh, London is kind of the guy I've circled right now. Of course, Webb. You know, and, I mean, I think they would take Webb and London. I don't think they offer London when they do if they only want to take one. Now, with that said, if I had to put my money on whether they take one or two, I still think one makes more sense just because of some other needs and, you know, look at right where they've taken guys already and just, you know, so on and so on. So uh, we will see. But London Montgomery, Treyon Webb, that's who I've circled at the moment. On to receivers and tight ends. The latter position, Penn State's been very active. You reported of a new visit there over the weekend. So it's up to you. Do you want to start the bidding at Rodney Gallagher or uh, or do you want to start the bidding on Andrew Pollier? Your choice. Yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about uh, – we'll talk about – I think it's Rapplier. I don't know. Rapplier. Andrew okay. Rapplier. I think that's what it is. But uh, We're going to uh, commit- at some point here get a pronunciation guide for all these guys, and that way – No, we're uh, not. That way, no, we're not. No, we probably won't. No. <laughs> I think I've been saying we're that since, gonna, like, 2015. We're going to keep I just never got around to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, he, he's, of course, committed to Michigan. I think anyone who really follows recruiting knew that uh, around Christmas time, we were – we were thinking he was going to be a Nittany Lion, right? And it didn't exactly play out that way uh, because Neo Avery then, of course, committed on January 31st, New Year's Eve, or December 31st, New Year's Eve. And, uh, you know, they at the time, we weren't sure what Matthias was doing. Uh, Schaffer was already committed, and, and they kind of had to pump the brakes a little bit with him. But he goes on to commit to Michigan, and, uh, you know, now looking at everything – and, and some of the moves Michigan has made, which they, you know, they moved their tight end coach to the defensive backs. Now Grant Newsom's the tight end coach. I think it's given him something to think about. So uh, Andrew put out there last week that he's going to visit uh, Penn State this upcoming weekend. And uh, Michigan and Boston College are also going to get visits here uh, in, in the coming weeks. So, you know, how that plays out, we'll see. I think people in Lash think that they have a very good chance to flip him, uh, which is why I included him in this write-up, because originally I, I wouldn't have – you know, I, to me, it's just it's Rappelier or, or nobody because uh, of who they have committed already. So uh, to go over to the receivers, though, I mean, th- this is a deep board. I think P- I think Penn State fans should know the names that receiver by now. Rodney Gallagher, uh, Noah Rogers, Noah Rogers, of course, from New York, uh, North Carolina. Gallagher's from um, outside of Pittsburgh and Gallagher. Are they still alive in the 
I gotta check that out. Are they still alive in basketball? I didn't check their their game. So yeah, so depending on when you listen to this, they play in the quarterfinals tonight. So if you're listening oh, okay. to this on Wednesday or Thursday or whatever, that result will already be in. Um, but yeah, they're in the uh, quarterfinals of the PWA 5A boys basketball uh, tournament t- tonight on Tuesday. That's right. They play Gateway tonight. That's right. And I think it's over yeah, at Robert so they Morris. Are, they That's need right. to win think... this game and then one more to get to the finals. Yep. Oh, man, I'm hoping they get there. i really like to see him play at Giant Center. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, uh, Noah Rodgers, of course. Like, to me, Noah Rodgers, if they could get any receiver in this class, he's kind of like last year's Andre Green. No, that Noah Rodgers, I think, would be that guy just from his size, his production, his speed. I mean, he ran like a 4-4-5 four, four, at Under Armour. And, like, guys, like, Under Armour uses laser start, laser finish. And, and you know, that's just – that's not something you see. So, to run a 4-4-5 four, four, at that camp, you know, he, he's probably run like a four three five up at Penn State with with hand time. So I think that it just speaks to you know uh, how hard it is to run that time at, at an Under Armour. But but Gallagher is if 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 Rogers is one A, Gallagher's one B. There's no doubt about that. And then I have a lot of guys who I think are takes right now. Uh, but I, but Penn State's fine with continuing to learn more information on and and Johnny Shakir and Kenny Johnson um, both fit that mold of course Kenny Johnson's from Dallas town in, in New York PA and the Johnny Shakir is from Pensacola in New Jersey you know right now I, I think both of those guys could realistically end up at Penn State uh, but they're fine you know just can just like I said continue to learn more information on on both I, I believe Johnny's running track so uh, they'll be watching his times closely uh, Ronan Hannafin and Christian Hamilton and Bryson Rogers. I also included Rogers is really blown up. You know, if you, when he came up for that game during the season and he was talking to me about how, you know, he's really close with Jordan minor and, and that relationship, I, I thought, man, Penn state might get him. And now he's added Alabama and Ohio state and all these other schools. And it uh, feels like Penn state's outside of his top five now. So I, I included him. I wouldn't be surprised if he visited again, but I, I don't really see it there. Uh, and then Christian Hamilton and Ronan Hannafin. I don't know. I mean, Christian Hamilton hasn't visited in a while. I believe he was here once in the summer, and that was it. And to me, it really feels like Clemson, since they offered him around Christmas, has taken the lead with him. And then a lot of people believe that uh, Notre Dame's in, in a pretty good spot with Hannafin. But, of course, he had an Ohio State offer as well. So we'll see. I, I don't have a great feeling for either of those three guys, but I think that's kind of how their board is with, with, with Rodgers and uh gallagher like 1a 1b i mean they're both incredibly important and you have ajani and kenny who i think both are guys who are very interested in penn state and penn state's very interested in them as well uh but you know this like everything in recruiting you want to just continue to learn more information on and then you have some guys who probably your penn state's interested in in, in hannah finn hamilton and rogers but i feel like those players maybe just aren't quite as interested as uh at one time it felt like they were Awesome. All right, let's move on to our final position now. It is, of course, the offensive line where Penn State has been active. So far, one of its better positions in this class, it has a five-star. It has a very near five-star in Alex Birchmeyer. Javen Williams is, of course, the five-star already at on three. Uh, So where does Penn State stand here? I guess it really just becomes a numbers question. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll start with interior guys, right? Because they have so many interior guys committed. Let's kind of hit on where they're at with that. So when I did this write-up, I included Sam Pendleton, Kanaje Harris as the two interior guys that I think they're still legit interested in. After I did that, I was talking to somebody else maybe like a day or two later, and they said that Ola Solanian, who, pretty big kid, Troutwine likes him supposedly more as an interior guy. And I listed him as a tackle in this write-up. Mm-hmm. 
but but really Penn State looks at him more as an interior guy. And, you know, look, Penn State doesn't have a lot of traction with Olas. He's out visiting a bunch of elite programs right now, and I don't really see much coming from it. But that was interesting to me just because I I, I thought he was more of a tackle, but I keep keep being told he's an interior. Uh, Sam Pendleton yeah. should end up back visiting again. You know, he's from North Carolina, has been here a couple times, just went to Michigan this past weekend. He's another guy who's just incredibly busy uh, in visiting schools. But to me, you know, he, he feels like a Clemson, Michigan, kind of like those top schools, and then Penn State probably maybe third or so with uh, with NC State and Virginia Tech. So right. I don't see much there, especially with so many guys being committed. And then Kanaja Harris was just kind of the guy that I had – circled for a long time as Penn State's top interior guy. You know, do I see much coming from it? No, not really. He hasn't been up here mm-hmm. since last summer. And, uh, of course, like I said, with so many interior guys committed, I just – I don't know. I'm not seeing a whole lot there. I think Miami's pushing right. hard for him. And uh, he's taken four visits to Florida already. So that that's kind of where where I would lean there. Uh, but but tackle, of course, is the spot everybody's you know, wants to know about. And I, I think if you've been paying attention, you, you, you should know that Samson Okunlola and Evan Link are the two guys I've been talking about for a long time. We're going to add Caden Proctor to that list just from the perspective of he is – uh, expected to attend that April 22nd to the 24th uh, blue white game. And, uh, you know, that's a good sign that he's making his way up here, but uh, do I think he's going to end up in Italy line. No, not really. So uh, Kevin, Evan link, Evan links, the one I have a pick in for Evan links, the one I've had circle for the longest time is an incredibly important prospect because I, I think that if they don't, they don't land him, they have a, a, an opportunity to maybe miss out on, on, you know, one of those premier uh, tackles. So, We'll see what happens there. Samson Okunlola, of course, is uh, probably maybe their their number one tackle. If if they could pick any player, it'd be Samson. Uh, I'm just I'm hesitant to go all in or go, you know, one direction with him just because I feel like he has a lot more visits to take and uh, it's, it's tough to get a read on. So um, I think Samson will be back here soon. I think Evan Link, I can see him visiting again one more time this spring, but. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Stanford, of course, is very involved with Evan Link as well. But to me, I still feel like, man, Penn State has to land him. And they should be able to land him. I mean, I put a pick in, him, in for him for a reason. Um, they should – actually, you know what? I haven't – did I put a pick in for Link yet? Uh, no, I haven't put one in. I think I just kind of blew up through my hand there out there. <laughs> I think I was going to make a pick. I was thinking about doing a, a pick for Link maybe this week. But, uh, dang, I just blew – I just blew uh, – Showed my cards there, huh? So, yeah, anyway, well, that's okay. We'll, just, we'll, uh, you know, visit us at bluewhiteillustrated.com. If you see a new pick <laughs> is in, you may not know who it is. It could be somebody else. I make else. them free. Right. I make them if free you knew, anyway. Ryan, if you know Ryan, you, I can almost assure you now that he will make a pick this week, but he will pick somebody else because he said yeah. that on this podcast. I can assure yep. you that will be the case. Uh, hey, real quick, we're uh, wrapping up this edition of the uh, BWI Daily Recruiting Show, but since you brought that up, you did make a new pick this weekend, I believe mm-hmm. it was. Do you want to touch on that quick? Yeah, yeah, Mason Robinson. I mean, I just had a good talk with Mason last week, and, you know, I've always – thought that he makes complete sense for Penn State right I mean he's from McDonough they've they've been excellent with McDonough and and really it was always just where's Mason at on Penn State's board and that's been something I've consistently been asking about for the longest time and I've consistently heard good things and you know after you constantly hear it from three or four different people uh you got to put a pick in, right? I mean, I, that's how right. I felt. And uh, so, you know, after a good talk with Mason, he gave me his uh, visit schedule. He's going to pit this weekend. He'll uh, he'll visit South Carolina and Penn State in April. And then Virginia Tech should get a visit as well. But I've, I've felt Penn State uh, is, is the in the driver's seat there. And, 
you know, he's he's consistently moved up their board. That's kind of the one thing I would say, because if you asked me this back in at some point in the fall, I would have said, hey, he makes sense. But he's kind of like a mid board kind of guy, maybe a bubble guy if they hit some top guys. And, um, you know, the, the one thing I had one source say to me now is that James Franklin is all in on, on Mason Robinson, that James Franklin has has seen enough for him that he he really wants. That's Mason when uh, that's when you put the pick in. Yeah, yeah. that's when you exactly. Put the pick in. Exactly. <laughs> that was that was kind of it. And I was like, OK, well, I, I trust this and. Uh, you know, and obviously, you know, it's a team effort there with recruiting staff and opinions and whatnot. But uh, James is the one who ultimately uh, controls who they take and who they don't. So I believe that information. I trust that information and uh, everything else points in Penn State's uh, Penn State's favor. To learn more about Mason Robinson's recruitment, that Brian's latest recruiting prediction machines picks, which I'm telling you, he's going to have a new one this week. You better visit us. BlueWhiteIllustrated.com to see who it is. Pressure's on. Uh, but that's it. We've reached the end of this edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show, the final one before spring practice begins. If you haven't, check out bluewhiteillustrated.com. $1 gets you one year of access to all of the insider news and notes as practice begins, as recruiting ramps up. Of course, T. Frank, who's done a great job with the production for us today, has the BWI Daily and all of his other film breakdowns and whatnot at bluewhiteillustrated.com. So for Ryan Snyder, I'm Greg Pickle. We'll catch you next week. You've been listening to the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. Thanks for joining us. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.